0: Is my nanny's, nanny's, nanny's life nanny It's my life? full yeah. but Steady You see this nanny, nanny, nanny life It's mine I'm so proud to be here To live that nanny life yeah. Make sure That you're ready We chose life. this nanny life Come see See how we live see, see how, how we, we live it yeah. Hey beautiful people, my name Amber Noel and this is a Nanny's Life. This podcast is dedicated to highlighting the full experience of career caregivers both on and off the clock. So welcome to the potty, friend. Make yourself at home. Come see, see how we live, see how we live, live. Okay, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of A Nanny's Life Podcast. I'm so happy you came to join us today. And we starting off real strong celebrating Black History Month uh, with a guest who is fairly new to the realm of social media nanniness, but she's got a lot to say. Okay, guys, this is really, really going to be a good episode. I'm so excited to welcome Simone to the party. Hey friend. Hey friend.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I just have to say that you, like I told you earlier, you were one of the first nannies that I actually found on Instagram through hashtags. And I saw you at a podcast and I was like, oh, one one day I would love to be on the podcast. And almost a year later it's happening. Today's
0: Full circle moment.
1: So thank <laughs> you so
0: much. Of course. I'm so excited. I remember when you reached out and I was like, this is such a dope concept. Like, How have we not done this before? So thank you for being here. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first we're going to break the ice. Um, yes. We're going to start with a segment we call, How Do You Do? And basically this segment is where we kind of compare notes as nannies because we go through similar experiences, but we don't always things the same way. So I love asking people how they manage certain aspects of nanny life. And for you, friend, I would like to know, how do you go about selecting a family to work with? And particularly, what are the green flags that you notice in the interview process that help
1: you realize this, this might be a good fit? Uh, That's a really great question. And I think you need to keep that question going because (laughs) a lot of us focus on the red flags and not Mm. enough on the green. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I really like to understand the family for their core values and who they are. Um, I like to be aligned. I like to be able to connect with them on another level, not just, you know, professionally as far as like, okay, you're going to do this routine with the kids X, Y, and Z. It's like, who are you? What's your background? Where are you from? I like to really understand their family culture and their dynamic. And I think that is where you find a great balance of flow. And for me, uh, all of my families have been more than just professional. It's really been a family-oriented lifestyle, but I keep it very professional as well. But I want the children to to feel really safe and to feel like I'm an extension of their parents. And so, like I said, I really feel like understanding their family culture is a big green flag for me
0: yeah even them mentioning like their culture dynamic or family dynamic and understanding how to convey that to someone else that's a good green flag I like that yeah and I
1: also really enjoy families who support the nanny as a person you know Mm. not just as an entity for their family gain I love mm-hmm. when they're like so what do you do? What do you like to do? Do you have any passion projects? What are your career goals? I think it really speaks to um the respect that they have for nannies as people.
0: Wow, that's a good one. Like as as humans and not yes, just robots as and not exactly. just what we can do for them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good. These are good green flags. You know. I will add if mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Another green flag is <laughs> Not to make it about money, but when they already say, So we're gonna do a W 2, we're gonna mm-hmm. do things above board. Yeah. Because too many interviews, families will be like, So how do you like to be paid? And it's like, what do you mean? There there are laws determining how I should be paid.
1: <laughs> right. And I think that's a big one. And I think that's something that I've seen a lot of talk about is um mm-hmm. being paid legally and being treated well as far as their benefits. Um mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between babysitting and nannying, and I think some families aren't completely educated in that. And so, I'm really proud of our community for forming a boundary and being very clear in who we are and what we do, and saying no, this is our career, and we deserve rights as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, love that. So, yeah, families, if y'all are listening, on the off chance <laughs> that y'all are listening, these are what we, the things that we need to see
1: it <laughs> in is, the interview process. Season, so you know. <laughs>
0: I know it is that time and it's, you know, it breaks my heart every year Mm -hmm. to see so many people be like, what do I do? I never got paid on the books. They said they would. They never got around to it. Like now what? It's, you know.
1: Right. And that would be a great conversation. I mean, I'm not super well-versed in taxes, but to have as a conversation of like, all right, it's almost tax season. This is how you go about filing or having that conversation with your family, you know, almost like a, like a nanny masterclass on taxes
0: yeah like, we need it i'm like if we there's an uh,
1: an accountant nanny someone that specializes in math and taxes we would love to talk to you
0: yeah absolutely we need to we need to get that going for sure you know what we can okay. make
1: that work on the black nanny network and then we can we, work together listen, that would be a great
0: class i'm great with resource. it i'm with it absolutely agree um, OK, so the next segment that we do mm-hmm. is called Nannies Need Nanny Friends because, you know, that's mm-hmm. something that I say a lot because I feel yes. like we need each other. I feel like it's really, really hard to function right. <laughs> without one another. And right. anywho, in this industry, we mm-hmm. tend to make connections and sometimes they are seasonal Sometimes they are for a specific reason, like play dates, and sometimes right. they endure beyond even that. So I wanted to ask you, Simone, do you prefer friends, when you're making nanny friends, when you mm-hmm. that is your intention, do you prefer to make friends who you can work with specifically or friends that you can hang with after work?
1: I like making nanny friends who I can work with. Um, I like, I mean, I would love to see them obviously off the clock. I think it's always a different dynamic. But, you know, I've worked in, I think, a pretty isolated spaces for a few years. Not recently because I nanny school-aged kids. So we're, they're like my friends and we're doing stuff. And I actually become friends with a lot of the parents, you know, because I'm very involved. And I'm mm-hmm. like, my name is Saman and I'm with the kids. Like they see me. I've been there for almost four years. But um, I'm like, I really enjoy going to playdates, though, because I'm like, oh, their nanny's going to be there. Like we can have a conversation. So, yeah, my answer is, long story short, nannies. <laughs> while working
0: (laughs) it's also nice to get a
1: checkup like hey how you doing how how are you feeling but you know when I lived in Paris I didn't have any nanny friends I was very much by myself and same in COVID right like no nanny friends no play dates so it's really freeing to be able to build connections outside of uh, my four walls and you know learn about different nannies and their techniques and how you know their schedules and how they live and you know, their family's lives. Like it's, it's really exciting to see different dynamics.
0: Yeah. And it really is nice when you make local nanny friends and sort yeah. of have that, you know, reliable playmate, right? Even mm-hmm. for your nanny kids. Like I've had friends that where my kids asked me for the friend before they want to talk to me. Like, they're like, are we going to go see this one today? Are we going to go hang out with them and stuff like that? And it really does help you
1: create that coworker atmosphere. I,
0: exactly, yeah. That's nice. And shout really out to nice.
1: the parents too that like talk to me and get to know me. So I think that's really Listen, important. Because that feel,
0: that doesn't always happen, friend.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's I feel not very, always very fortunate. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And that that's another like to go back to what we were talking about earlier. A green flag. It's mm-hmm. Not in the interview process, but when I meet friends of my bosses and they treat me like a human, yeah, major green flag. And because they I know that you. this is. Yeah. So I know that this is really who y'all are. This, you yes. weren't just putting on for the interview or, you know, being polite for the sake of getting someone
1: hired. You really are yeah. decent people. I so, think, yeah, like, like I said, okay, going back to the green flag, um, the dad that I work with, he always says, like, this is Simone. She works with us and, you know, mm. she helps keep it together. Same with the mom. She, like she keeps our lives together. And that feels so good to me just to know that I'm actively appreciated And Mm -hmm. that I am helpful and that I'm more than just like a fly on the wall, like, okay, you did your job. Goodbye. Like, you don't need to know who this is because I've been in those spaces before, but I just really feel valued. And like when I see other parents or family members, even, you know, I I feel like part of the family. I feel like I belong in that space outside of working.
0: Yeah. That the simple, like the the word choice, she works with With. us.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: she works for us, you know. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's I like that. Yeah. That's a ooh, that's a great flag. Yeah, good for perfect. sure. For sure. We don't hear that nearly enough. Um, okay, so for the next segment, I call mm-hmm. it nanny goals or nanny no no. Okay. Basically, looking at some of these social media nannies yes. or occurrences on social media that involve nannies and trying to bring a little bit of of reality to it because I think sometimes the perception or the image that is put out on social media can romanticize what we do almost to an extreme sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is not a specific occurrence. This is not a specific influencer or anything like that. But there is a trend lately with influencers just getting a website and Mm -hmm. having a social media platform and giving a lot of advice. Mm. Um, And sometimes to the point where they are selling this advice, they are selling um, scripts for how to talk to bosses. They are selling contracts Mm. and, and things of that nature and basically building a brand off of telling nannies how to nanny and telling parents how to interact with nannies how do you feel about this wave? Like what, what are your thoughts and opinions on this?
1: Yeah. Well, as being relatively new to this world and really, um, diving into it. Like I just made a TikTok last week. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like now seeing a lot of the, um, highly, what is the word, uh, opinionated people. Um, mm-hmm. I personally do will never claim myself to be an expert because I feel like I don't have the right to tell you exactly what to do because there's no guarantee that my way of doing it is going to get you what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe Mm -hmm. in selling opinions. That's not my thing. Mm -hmm. But if it's theirs, they should go off. You know what I mean? Enjoy, capitalize. But personally, for my values, um, it's not something that I think I would do. Just because, I mean, I understand the contracts. I think it's important to have a template. But I really also think that it's important to have coaching and mentorship. And it shouldn't come at a cost. You know what I mean? I think that Mm -hmm. the whole reason behind community, and we can go into this later, is to have access to free resources. And it's like there's no hierarchical tier to nannying or this person is right because they work with so-and-so, but they've only managed for two years or their pay grade is this. So you're guaranteed to get, make six figures. If you follow these steps, we don't know what the other person is thinking. Right. And then that also may not innately be who we are. So you could be selling something and I don't align with it. And you're saying, no, but this is going to get you six figures. Am I compromising my values just to get six figures? You know, Mm. it's, it's, I never push anything on anybody. So I truly believe that you have to follow your intuition, ask for advice, and seek people who are gen- genuinely wanting to help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But. That's the selling selling opinions. You messed mm. me up with that one. Because it, <laughs> it ultimately is your opinion because your experience is to an like. Even if you have lots of experience in this industry, right, right. your experience is limited to the people you've interacted with, the people you've encountered. And right. all too often I see nannies being like, so I bought this guide or I bought this ebook or this class and I'm, you know, now I'm going to go out and make six figures and it doesn't happen like that for them. Mm-hmm. And then they're heartbroken and it's either they're upset that they paid for it or they're upset with themselves, like as if they think it's them. And what you said about coaching and mentorship is so real because there has to be an exchange of information, an exchange of ideas and background and all that to really come to a place where you could even advise someone for anything. Like you don't, you need to know where they're working. You need to know what sort of parents they're looking to work for. You need to know what sort of work they do in the home. Like you need (laughs) to know there's so much there's so many factors that go into determining your rates and and what's fair and what's equitable and all those things. And I, I love your answer. I love what
1: you said. Uh, I just really hope that our industry doesn't begin to build on gatekeeping. You know, I just feel like when it comes to child development and when it comes to nannying, there should not be any gatekeeping because we are literally an extension of parenting and we're only elevating and amplifying our children to become better the children mm. that we work with. So it's like, why would I buy a guide for $10 when I can listen to my intuition for free? Mm. There's also that. That's, There's yeah. that, but it's like, you're in this space for a reason. So you have to trust yourself and know that no, you don't have all the answers, but you're working towards it. And you can ask questions for people that truly want to help you rather than saying, Hey, buy my guide for $10 and I'll tell you the answers, but you don't even know what the answers are. You know, so I think that nannies, we got to tap into our intuition. We have to really trust the, trust our abilities. We are given this gift for a reason, so we have to go after it. We have to, like I said, trust ourselves and build upon upon that um, that concept.
0: Yeah, totally agree, wholeheartedly. And if you want to make a guide, make a guide for parents, make a guide for families, yes. agencies, daycare centers, schools. Make a guide. For people with the budget, not nannies who are fighting to make a living wage. That's, exactly,
1: I 100% yeah. agree with that because I think nannies need to safe space, and mm-hmm. I think the the market to capitalize is educating people who need care. hmm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Agreed. Yeah,
1: I'm glad we're agreed. agreed.
0: Yeah, I, I'm loving this so far. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay. Simone, you are the founder of the Black Nanny Network. And we're yeah. going to tell the people all about that. But first, I want to know about you.
1: I want to know how you got into this nanny space to begin with. Uh, that is a great question. And I think, you know, growing up, I'd always babysat, It was a mother's helper. Uh, fast forward to college, I went to school in San Francisco State. University, and they had an app called Urban Sitter, and Urban Sitter is kind of like Sitter City, I would say, Um, and I just began babysitting while I was going to school full-time, I was a student athlete, and I just figured, you know, this is something I'm really good at, and the Bay Area pays really well, so, you know, I can can make a little side money, and I actually found my first family um, that I was working with pretty consistently, and I fell in love with them, and they're two boys and it's an incredible family. And I, it really just made me feel good to just, even after school, like hang out with them. I was with, the, the baby was one and the older brother was six. So it was a great combo and they got along well. And um, after that, I decided to move to Paris, France and be an au pair. And I got a real world experience. i not only living abroad, but living in. And I learned about the cultural dynamics and understanding family boundaries and rules and learning the beautiful culture of France and also their family culture, as well as just um, learning who I was. And I think that's what really sparked my nannying career is really becoming an au pair. Um, And yeah, then I moved to L.A.
0: That's so cool. First of all, I read that on your website and I was like, Oh my goodness, like you just jumped up and went and that was No,
1: literally jumped up and went, which <laughs> is like the funniest thing because even with the Black Navy Network, I was like, I'm gonna just create it. You know what I mean? Like some mm-hmm. people are very methodical. They do their research. And I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm, I'm gonna be an au pair. And I just told myself that like, I told people I was like, I'm gonna be an au pair. I'm going to France after I graduate. Didn't have a family didn't have my profile didn't have the flight book. But I believed in myself and I knew it was going to happen. So when I was at another babysitting job, New Year's Eve, um, I made my profile. And then the following month, I found my family. Wow. You've manifested that thing. (laughs) Manifested. But it was the best thing I could have done for myself.
0: That's dope. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So now let's talk about the network. Uh, yeah. What exactly inspired you to create this network? And if you could, in a few words, share the vision of yeah. the Black Manny
1: Network. So it was really a call to action, I think, for me to find community. Um, selfishly, I wanted to connect. I felt really isolated. I'm in Los Angeles. And I think, I mean, I wasn't big on social media and or on TikTok, so maybe I could have found my community faster. But I really wanted a space for. I could find black women in childcare and connect to them. And so what the black community network is, is a platform that encourages and empowers um, women to women through wellness resources and community and connection, and especially conversation. Right. And we are pouring in to black childcare providers so that they're not only their best selves in their profession, but their best selves in, in general, in life, in, and who they are, right? We want to pour into their cup because they pour into others every day.
0: I love it so much. Oh my (laughs) goodness. And if you could speak to, because everybody's going to ask, why a Black nanny network
1: specifically? I think our community needs a network because we need a space where we can speak freely without feeling muzzled by judgment, where we can come to a space and begin our healing and release any sort of shame that we have around a certain narrative or opinions. And we can really celebrate ourselves in joy and reclaim our power. And I think that it is important for Black people to have a safe community, um, to have resources and to be around people that look like one another in the same industry. Um, I know for me, it My nanny life is different than my counterpart, my white counterpart. Um, and so I need someone to talk to that can understand without having me to explain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's a really, really heavy topic that I don't have to unpack because you already know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, and I think it's something 100%, that, yeah. that's also very beautiful. It's like, why not? Right. I'm not saying that we're exclusive, but this is inclusive for women of color. You know, I'm happy to join to bring allies in to speak or to understand or to listen. But this is a very sacred space and I want to continue to amplify and elevate women of color in this industry.
0: I love it. I love it. And I. Listen, I wanted to give you the opportunity to say it in your words.
1: Thank you. <laughs> but
0: like it is so important. The same way that nannies need nanny friends, black nannies need black nanny friends because yes. it is just a, a a different connection to the work that we're doing, a different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different environment for us. I mean, yeah. someone could do the exact job that I do for six months. And if they don't look like me, they're not going to have my experience. And like you said, being able to talk to someone about something without having to understand, okay, before I tell you this story, let me give you this disclaimer, this disclaimer,
1: this disclaimer. Exactly. Exactly. And Black nannies, and nannies in general, deserve to be seen, heard, and known. Not just acknowledged, known. They deserve Mm -hmm. to have that seat at the table. And so that's what I'm trying to provide. Yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm very when when you first reached out about the Black Nanny Network, I was like, mm-hmm. how does this not already exist? Right. Um, because somehow in we're in an industry <laughs> where women of color are still somehow the foot soldiers and the vast majority of leadership, of agencies, of associations, mm-hmm. of all of the sorts are just white. <laughs> and yes. I just, it's... It's hard to understand for me mm-hmm. personally, um, and, and even more so hard to contend with. Like, I think a lot of us just, you know, we're like, if that if, if we don't belong here, then we just don't belong anywhere. We'll just keep working, mm-hmm. you know, kind of solo dolo. So I, I love that the Black Nanny Network exists because we're going to have a space where we can really, you know, talk about these subjects, help build each other up, you know, yeah. without
1: all the... Egg and shells to walk on <laughs> and, and as uncomfortable it may feel, these conversations need to be had. So if somebody that's not black wants to listen in, I welcome that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not Absolutely. comfortable for us to speak about sometimes because sometimes it's better just to stay stagnant and to keep going without reasoning, you know, speaking up for ourselves. But I believe that there's no change without a voice, and there's no voice without change. You know what I mean? Like we have mm-hmm. to continue to you know, press against the grain, to move forward, to lead by example, because when we have children, we would want this resource, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, why not make it now while we're still in this field, while we can gather all the information, while we can come together, this is a free resource for anybody that I'm I'm trying to build. And really, I'm just the catalyst for this community, the women of color, the black nannies, the childcare, Uh, specialists and doulas and NCS's and psychologists and educators. You guys are the stars. You guys are what matters. You guys make the network. And so how beautiful is it to say that we did that? You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I don't want to take credit for it because I'm not just the expert, right? I'm just solely placing this foundation, this network in place so that we can all create it together.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm happy too. I want to ask you what your experience has been kind of dipping your toe into this space of really intentionally connecting with other nannies, networking, sort of navigating this nanny society that we have going on and, and, you know, finding a spot for the Black Nanny Network. And
1: how has that process been for you? I think it's been good because I, I mean, I'm very personal, so I will reach out directly. I think where I have a hard time is connecting with people in many Facebook groups. Um, I find myself, my publishing stuff or my, my notes to sometimes just be pending or Mm. to get declined for, I don't know if it's controversial. I, you know, for instance, like with the book club that we'll talk about later, some of the spaces did not accept my post which is simply just like announcing um, the Black Navy Network is launching a book club, right? And so I think I'm going to ruffle feathers. I think this is going to frustrate people, but I don't care, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is important to us. Um, So I think putting myself on that bigger platform, because there are some Facebook groups that have 16,000 people, you're innately going to get 5,000 haters probably, right? But you're going to get one that's like, absolutely, yes, I want to join your group. And I'm okay with that. Um, but reaching to people, reaching out to people personally has been very successful. And I think that it's kind of trickled down to, like from word of mouth of like, oh, like what's Black Nanny Network? Is it an agency? Is it this? And I'm like, actually it's for nannies. Like I want to pour into nannies. Like one day we can talk about the extension of becoming an agency, but I don't have the bandwidth, right? <laughs> like right now. <laughs> I'm focusing on building resources, creating connection. And I would love to bring some people on that are equally as passionate because I know I'm not the only one with ideas. Like I wanna know what's missing, where's the gap? What needs to be communicated to families, agencies, churches, like you said, Um, what needs to be communicated to nannies? Like how can we create like this incredible network? So even people in Paris, Germany, black nannies in, you know, Spain, you know, au pairs, they can be like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm at home because I'm tapped in with this network. I love when people are like, well, why is the black nanny network? Cause it's like, people don't really know, but then they guess, and then they finally like meet me and they're like, oh, like, that's what it is. Cool. I can get behind it. Especially when you're a nanny, it's like, I do need that. So of course mm-hmm. I'm going to support it. Right. And like I said, it's, this is all free. Like nothing costs money. Like, this is something that I just want people to be a part of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned reaching out directly works well because I think we really underestimate the power mm-hmm. of one on one connection. Like, oh, yes. You know, we, if you have a question about something specific that you're going through, but you don't want everyone to know your business, so then you make an anonymous post mm-hmm. on this huge group with 16,000 members, when you could just right. reach out to one individual person mm-hmm. and see if they're open, you know, yeah. for a conversation. And that's how you build community. It's one at a time. It's not yeah. like being like this one big event that everyone has to come to because otherwise you don't have an actual connection. You just have something in common, right? I agree. And I want to actually connect. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I agree. I think that connection is the common thread of humanity. It's like without it, we saw what it did to us in COVID, how isolated we were, how depressed we were. So if I'm searching for answers and I don't have them naturally, I'm going to go to somebody else that I trust that does. And that's connection. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I just need a hug or if I just need to understand something that I'm not quite getting, reaching out to somebody, that's connection, right? And somebody reaching back and saying, I got you. And I think that especially in this nanny industry, we need to have those kinds of resources and uh, community, that kind of community in place, because it's a very emotional, mental and physically taxing position, And I feel like if you've never been a nanny, you've never been a child care provider, you don't understand the day to day and the mental strength that you have to gain to be in this field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really is something you have to experience to understand. Mm
1: -hmm. I agree.
0: Similar to, you know, being black in America, but, um, and, you know, I wanted to ask this question of you specifically because, Mm -hmm. We don't talk about this a lot openly. Right. Um, but as black nannies in America, we mm-hmm. are sometimes considered even by our family, our friends, our local community. Yeah. Our work is considered serving our masters. Mm. Do you have anything to say in response to that? How do how does it even make you feel to hear it put like that?
1: It makes me cringe <laughs> because I think it triggers something in me that was embedded in my ancestor who didn't have a choice to watch, but to watch children or to be a wet nurse. Today, we have the choice to be that. And I find it an intergenerational strength that my ancestors placed in me to have the innate ability and capability to look after kids. So... The fact that people are still using that verbiage is insulting. And it's our duty as Black nannies and educators to educate them. Because it's a simple word switch. She works with us mm-hmm. instead of she works for us. You know what I mean? It's I'm yeah. empowering this person, I'm disempowering this person. And so for anybody that sees it as a I'm serving my master, I'd love to have a conversation. I would love to have a conversation. Or we can have a round table talk and post it somewhere because that verbiage has to be dismantled because this is all by choice. And I feel like we are honoring our ancestors who did not have that choice. And I think it's a beautiful legacy that we have carried, that we have that maternal bone because not a lot of people were placed with uh, parental intuitive knowledge. We were,
0: mm. yeah, I used to I had a conversation um some years back, sort of about being a black nanny, yeah, and I was saying, I did used to carry shame, right, because you know it's kind of indoctrinated in you, like you don't mm. go get a degree and then take care of someone's kids, it's just not yeah, something uh, you absolutely. do, it's not honorable. It's not white, white collar enough. Like it's mm-hmm. not, you know, and it w- I had a, a rough couple years because, yeah. you know, I was a good student and I went to Duke University and I graduated barely. And, you know, people were expecting so much of me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave college with the intention to become a nanny, but I fell into it and I really loved it. And it really filled my cup and I literally had to grapple with knowing I would have to be, well, not have to, but I would be expected to explain it to people right. <laughs> because why would you as opposed to why not? Yeah. And I found myself having conversations with older people mm-hmm. and I would tell them, listen, I'm turning lemons into legacy. Like Ooh, everybody is not able.
1: Into legacy. Yeah.
0: Yes. Everybody That's can't. Beautiful. My mom was in there innately good with kids. Her aunt was innately good with kids. Like it's just in us. And why would I not take my natural gifts, make a living, build a life, and be proud of that? Why does there have to be shame attached to it? Um, but it's still a conversation, unfortunately, in in 2024, you know? And I I can't wait till we get to a point where it's not even a thing. You know? Yeah. And that's one thing.
1: (laughs) <laughs> One thing I will credit social media for is actually they were, you know, given the spotlight to explain and to show people like this is a day to you know a day in a mm-hmm. life or this is what we do and you're able to understand like oh this is actually like a career and I guarantee you that anybody who's a nanny could get a top like high quality job in management project management like whatever they wanted to be because not just project management, but you understand in managerial positions, high managerial positions, because we literally manage the lives of others, Mm -hmm. you know, our gifts and our traits and our skills can transfer into an incredible corporate job, consulting, owning your own agency, higher education, uh, psychology, communications, right? Like health Mm -hmm. and, um, nonprofit work, all of these things that we can attribute to our, to nannying, to a season mm-hmm. of our life if we choose to move on, right? The world is really endless for us. And I think it's, it's sad that people look down on our, our career path, because it's like, we're raising the the next generation, we're helping, you know, improve the quality of lives. Uh, you know, it's, it's, It's really interesting. I've gotten a lot of times like, oh, you just watch kids for a living or how are you still babysitting? And I just said, oh, yes, I'm still nannying and um, it's very rewarding. Thank you so much. Right. Because they don't understand nor have the capacity to understand. And if two plus two is five to them, I'm going to let them think it's five because I know what (laughs) it is to me. Okay, like I am not in the business of arguing or trying to prove my worth to someone who doesn't see it. And it's so funny because when you tell people like. I
0: have classmates like from college and they're all, mm-hmm. you know, in their big kid jobs right. or whatever. And but if I tell them what my day looks like or if I give them a scenario and ask them to figure it out to solve the problem, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's, you know, keeping the baby awake in the carpool line so she can get a full nap at home or figuring out how to feed the kids when the kitchen is closed, you know. Mm-hmm. When I give them scenarios, they're like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> So, right. it's like, okay, um, awesome, there, there yeah. is a reason why I'm good at what I do. You know,
1: you're excellent at what you do, and you've honestly made an incredible platform for yourself. And you should be so proud that you're, you know, hosting a podcast and bringing awareness to our lives, and you're transparent about what you do and who you are and the life that you lead in your job and outside of it and how you balance it so beautifully. I think you should give yourself your flowers, right? Because not everybody wants to do that and can do that. You know, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Ugh. Yeah. And you are using your degree. I don't know what it's in, whether you know it or not. Developmental
0: psychology. No, I know I use my de- There's no, listen to me. There is no way I would still be in this field. Yeah. Or doing as well as I do without right. that degree, the amount right. of brain work of just figuring out, okay, I have to anticipate mm-hmm. this mood over here and this mood over here, yeah. and I have to keep this mood. I have to. Conv- I have to talk to a parent. This mm-hmm. is the thing: being able yeah. to talk to a parent and tell them something that is inherent, like inherently disappointing, right? Like yeah. we didn't get the nap today, or we didn't try that new food or we didn't achieve this milestone, being able to communicate that in a way that does not leave them sad and disappointed and, you know, being able to encourage them through parenthood, being able to manage these relationships that kids have with one another, like siblings and then also friends. Like it's, the psychology degree, it was worth it. I'm still paying for it, but it was worth it. (laughs)
1: Look, and you know, I love that because you're using a strength based perspective right? And you're capitalizing on the strength. And even though it might be a little disappointing for them to hear you're you have the ability to reword it in a space where it's like, oh, there's room for improvement, rather than like, dang, mm-hmm. my kid didn't do this. Or you understand theories and the stages that they're in, right? And like, you can apply Broffenbrenner and Erikson, all of these things and understand, oh, this is, you know, bigger than, you know, this action here, what's affecting their macro system or their mesosystem or their microsystem? You know, what are certain things like, what stage are they in right now? You know, it's like, you can really depict and identify and break down where they are in child development. And I think that's amazing, especially when it comes to psychology, because that degree is so, so important, especially in today's age. So you can almost prevent something before it happens.
0: Yep. That's, that's a thing too. Like, and it's so funny, like, because I think there's a certain power dynamic that comes with working with people who are older than you, right? So when I worked as a nanny in my 20s, I didn't necessarily share (laughs) all of my knowledge. I am 35.
1: (laughs) You look great. Okay. Thank you. You look real good. I mean, I was like, she has to be 25. No, I'm getting
0: up there, friend. I'm getting up there. I'm on the road to 40. Um, But, yeah, I never used to be, like, comfortable sharing my knowledge and asserting that it's going to be okay. Like, trust me was something I never was comfortable saying in my 20s. And now in my 30s, I will tell my bosses in a minute, it's not that deep. We have Mm -hmm. time. Like, this is what we can. These are the actionable steps that we can take towards this milestone that you're so concerned about. But it will be fine. You can trust me. I got this, you know. And really stepping into that in my 30s has been a thing, let me tell you, because again, (laughs) I say it a lot, but as a Black woman in America, it's hard to be right sometimes. It's hard to be assertive and um, outspoken without knowing how it's going to be perceived. Because I'm really just sharing my heart with you, but it makes you may receive it differently. Um, And it wasn't until my 30s that I was like, listen, I'm just going to have to be myself and share how I feel and give you my full real personality and hope to the Lord that you receive it well. And if you don't receive it well, that you seek me for Mm -hmm. clarity and not make assumptions in your head. So it's like a whole journey. (laughs) Yeah. A whole journey I've
1: been on there. If I may ask, how is it working with your current family? Do they honor you, and in what ways? And
0: they do. You know, it's so. I've been with my current family for seven years. We just had our like seven year anniversary. Congratulations! Thank you. It's you know it's been hard. Seven years, huh? Listen, it's tough (laughs) to grow with a family, right? Because they have what they're what they want to do as a family, and all the while your job is evolving. Your, your position is evolving. Your function is evolving
1: and New babies are being had. And
0: Oh my goodness. We had, mm-hmm. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. not have any babies, but three babies in less than four years. Um, wow. so it's, it's been pretty nonstop. Um, but we, we are really in a good place. I think I'm part-time with them now cause the kids are in school, but today I went to like the basketball games and, Despite being the only speck of color in there, <laughs> the kids were excited to see me and everybody yeah. was like, hey, oh my goodness, like me and my boyfriend went. Um, but to answer your question, my bosses absolutely listen to me. <laughs> mm. um, and they know that if I speak up, it's important. And I think that has really helped our relationship. Like I mm-hmm. give them their space to parent the way they parent right? until I feel like, let me help you out here, you know? Right. And when I do, they're like, all right, got it. Like, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, They will tell their kids, you know, what did Amber say?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is
0: a huge deal as a nanny. Like, I want to hear that. <laughs> what yeah, did Amber say? Or it depends, your, you know, mm-hmm. how Amber feels. Um, And yeah, so we found our groove. Definitely. Definitely. And it's, it's part of why I'm like, maybe I'll just stay here forever because... That's always, you know, yeah. a variable you don't quite know. You don't quite know how the family that hires you is going to react to you being the expert and them being the novice, even right. though you are the employee and they are the boss. That doesn't always work well. <laughs> right.
1: No, I get it. Especially, I think um, I've experienced it because I don't have any kids. So being questioned on my expertise or Same. I'm not going to say expertise, my experience, um, you know, when I don't have children, it's just like, I can't tell you where this comes from. I can tell you it's from education. I can tell you it's from uh, my intuition. And mm-hmm. I can also tap in with the kids and understand who they are as individuals. So, yeah, I just, yeah, they will, they will throw questioned. that card. <laughs> They'll be yes. like, and, and, I, and yeah. when have you had kids? <laughs> right. But it's, it's never the families I work with. It's just like the outside opinion. And so mm-hmm. I kind of look at them. I'm like, well, you're not paying me. So. I'm not going to discuss this.
0: <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, like I've actually gone through this stage of life with 12 children from all different mm-hmm. households and backgrounds with all different personalities. You yes. know, the two people that you
1: created and raised in your home. <laughs> with yes, your... But how beautiful is it to see that the 12 children that mm-hmm. you literally had a part in playing in their lives, like expanding yeah. their lives, cultivating their lives, like You've really been so instrumental in that. 12 kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's crazy.
0: That's an accomplishment. It's crazy. And that's another thing I love about having stayed at my job for as long as I have, because I'm at the point where the kids can express their gratitude to me for my presence. It's not that's just, really helpful. you know, because when they're younger, it's like the parents may or may not express gratitude. Right. May or may not be kind right? You never know who you're working for. Mm -hmm. Um, And you go through seasons, right? Like sometimes they're stressed at work and and overloaded. They don't have anything left for you. But when the kids are older and they're like, you're the best nanny or you're my best Mm -hmm. friend or, you know, thank you for coming to my game. We popped up at their basketball games today. Like that just, my heart just swells. It really, really does. Why is it so easy to talk to you, ma'am? <laughs> I'm over yeah. here spilling my guts,
1: but I love it. This is what it's about, right? Connection and community. Yeah. This is yeah. what it's about. Absolutely. So I'm Absolutely. always tapped in with you. I love. Mm, I, appreciate you. I appreciate and you,
0: and I'm so 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 excited for this book club that we got going on. Do you want yeah. to tell the people about the book club and how they can
1: get involved? Absolutely. So the book club we've just launched. Our first meeting will be February nineteenth, which is a Monday, but it's subject to change now because I realize that not all nannies have President's Day off. So oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> got it. So maybe we can do Sunday if that works. So I'm still trying to figure out because I really want to be flexible and I want a lot of, you know, nannies to join. And I don't want them to feel like, oh I have to work. Like this isn't gonna work for me. So I want them to tell me, hey, like Sundays at five are great, you know, because this is about, again, nannies getting involved and doing the work. So we have our first book. It's called the Break of the Cycle by Marielle Bouquet. I Dr. Marielle Bouquet, I'm absolutely in love with her work and what she does. It talks about intergenerational trauma and healing and breaking the cycle and becoming your own legacy. I think that the book club is really going to be a representation and a symbolization of healing and doing the work. Um, in a sacred space with like-minded women. And so I thought this would be a perfect, perfect book to kick things off. It's a guide. It has reflections. We're going to do group work reflections. And it's going to be quick, um, probably an hour to meet. And I think it's just really going to be an awesome space and a catalyst for change, right? And for growth and development socially, emotionally, mentally. And I just think that it's going to be so beautiful seeing all of our faces on zoom so, me too i can't wait to yeah. be there my goodness um, then so we'll add it to the li- i'm using literal app literal club app which is basically gonna um you just add or join i think I, you have the link but i'll send it to you it's in the black Lady network link tree and then i'll also put it on our facebook page so you'll join that and then i'll have like little notes and stuff of like when we'll meet and then people that are in the club can also, you know, post or whatever, have questions. And then, you know, I'll send out emails um, ahead of time for like reflection questions and stuff, just to get your brain moving. But they are also included in the book. So we'll see how the first, you know, meeting goes. And yeah, it'll all be on Zoom. And everyone's welcome to join. And the book is linked in Amazon on our link tree. And no, I'm not an affiliate marketer. So (laughs) it's there. I get your book. (laughs) Yes. So I'm sorry I'm like spilling over my words, but I just get so excited because I was never a reader growing up. And now I'm a huge reader and an advocate for change and healing. And especially when it talks about, you know, intergenerational trauma and childhood wounds and, you know, just really unearthing and unrooting everything that's within us so that we can then create our own legacy and birth an abundant experience. I'm just all for it. And I believe as caregivers, we it's our duty to give ourselves that freedom because we carry the weight of a lot of different things. Our families, our work families, our bodies, what we carry is, um, you know, I, it should be a catalyst for uh, change and excitement and rest and peace, you know, not stress. So I'm going to be working right beside you guys.
0: Yeah, this, oh, I'm so excited because it really yeah. is... So important. Raising children, I don't care if they're yours or not. I don't care if it's your job or your home life. Raising children will force you to stand face-to-face with your childhood trauma and some of the things that you've gone through. And Mm -hmm. not always in an overt way. A lot of times it sneaks on in there. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you have reacted based on that and not- That
1: trigger. Yeah. um,
0: Yeah. And not objectively. I So I think- I'm, I'm really glad you chose this one. I think it's very yeah. important for us to all heal ourselves, and then we can really, really be the best caregivers possible to these kids. So I'm going to be there. I don't know I'll about y'all, good. but I'm going to be there.
1: As you should, because be um, now that I found out your major, uh, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> right, right. I would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I'd love oh, to hear so your perspective. Much. So... Read chapters one through four, and I will put that actually out there this week. But yeah, we'll go probably read chapter one through four. But I think the first meeting will really be to like introduce everybody and under you know, um, go over the agreements and really honor this as like a safe space and emphasize that, right? And so we will create connection in the first meeting, talk a little bit about the book, and then. See, see where everybody's at, but it, it feels like a quick read to me, um, but I really want to be able to do the work with you guys and dive into the reflections, and she actually has a guide for book clubs, so we'll utilize that as well. I'm with it. I can't wait.
0: Cannot, cannot wait.
1: And the book club's and... <laughs> free, so no need to grab it for $10. Everything, Everything is everything's free, free, guys. It's I don't free. believe nannies should pay. So Not
0: other nannies, for sure. Mm-mm. Like.
1: I don't but care that's if you make $250,000 or $25. I I don't believe that nannies should pay
0: yeah, for resources you that, that. that they need. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And so to wrap things up, I don't know how yeah. we got to the end here so quickly, but I would like to give you an opportunity, Simone, to share your why. And it can be, you know, I know you shared why uh, you started the Black Nanny Network, but just Society will tell us that we don't have a choice but to be here, that we do this work because we are incapable of doing anything else. And so I would like to give you the opportunity to share why you choose the nanny life every single day.
1: Oh, that's a really beautiful question. Um, I chose nannying because I I believe that it's an honor to be a part of childhood experiences and to be a part of a family who welcomes a diverse opinion and outside perspective and trusts me to help them raise beautiful human beings. It feels very rewarding. And I live in gratitude with that. So I think that's my why.
0: That's a good one. I like that. And can I just say, your spirit matches your mission. And that Uh is a a breath of fresh air for me to witness. So I just wanted to share that with you. I
1: feel so Relaxed i have to write that down in my journal and be like, my it spirit does. matches my mission. That was a really beautiful affirmation for me. Thank it does. you for that. It
0: really, really does. This, this, this has been really, really good for me. <laughs> I hope it's been good for you. It's I can't been believe great this is me. your first, how is this your first time doing a podcast?
1: You're a well, natural. <laughs> hopefully not the last, <laughs> but uh, thank you. And I, I just feel like, my best friend today was like, girl, like it's time to get nervous again. You know what I mean? It's like without discomfort and the butterflies, there's no growth. So for mm-hmm. me, I was like, all right, small, Like it's time to get nervous again. And I was nervous to get on this podcast, but it was such a beautiful experience. And to think about like the next one or our next meeting and our next conversation, like just to to witness the growth and the change and the opportunity. Thank you so much for allowing me on your platform. And to speak my truth and to be honest and to still celebrate my stumbles. If I spoke over my words or said the wrong word, you know what I mean? Like you still are smiling through it and cheering (laughs) us on like, go ahead girl, finish that sentence. And so I really, really, really appreciate you for giving us a space to do something like this. Right. It feels like a huge opportunity to me. And, you know, not only, are you manifesting something bigger, but me being a part of this, I feel like I'm manifesting something bigger. So thank you for um, adding to the body of work that is now out and published. And just thank you.
0: That's my mission, man. I think so often we talk about what we do, but we don't talk enough about how we feel and how we live Mm. and how we push through. And I think it's important. So that's, you know, this space is really for, nannies to share their heart with other nannies honestly and whoever else encounters it along the way love that for them but this this is a space for us it's by us and I hope everyone feels seen and heard and and understood even a little bit better you know with each passing episode so yay I'm so
1: glad we did this me too I thank you You welcome,
0: friend, and I want to thank you listeners for tuning into another episode of A Nanny's Life Podcast. It is not lost on me what it takes to spend time listening to us and and chatting with us. And like I said, I really hope you felt seen, heard, understood in this conversation, and I hope you have a beautiful week ahead and make sure to take care of yourself as well as, if not better than, you take care of everyone else. All Mm. right. Y'all be easy. <laughs> Bye. This is life. This is my life over steady. You see this many life. It's my